drop. Hey Idaho Dems, welcome back to another episode of ID Pod, where we talk about Idaho politics and how it affects you, the voter. I'm Jesse Maldonado. I'm Lindsay Johnson. Today's guests on the podcast, we have 2018 Idaho Democratic Superintendent candidate Cindy Wilson and the chair of the LDS Dems Caucus, Jordan Morales, here to talk about being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and also about being a Democrat. We talked about all the members of the church who have been in office for the Democrats, ran for office for the Democrats, including Cindy herself, and... It even got a little emotional throughout some of the parts because Cindy is just such a passionate as person. As expected. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy is just passionate about uh, government as she was a teacher for years and very passionate about uh, her faith, her faith yeah. as well. So very, very fun interview and the work that Jordan's doing with the LDS Dems Caucus and we're really excited to have everybody listen to it. Yeah, so I hope you all enjoy this episode of RD Pod and we'll see you next time. Thanks. We like to start with an icebreaker question that's non-political to just kind of loosen everybody up and make everyone comfortable. So what are your favorite, what's your favorite potato dish? Your favorite way to eat potatoes? Easy. What is it? The uh, gratin potatoes that my family makes for every special occasion, (laughs) full of sour cream and butter and cheese. Oh yeah. That's the best way to eat potatoes. You have to share that. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Jordan? You know what? I, I don't know if I can choose a favorite. It's hard. Like, I feel like I've, you know, become a true Idahoan, and it's like choosing your favorite child. It really is. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I guess I got to go with the classic, you know, fu- funeral potatoes. Uh, that's, that's what my answer that's is. That's probably what you were going, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean. It's very happy. You can't, the cheese, we call them cheese potatoes. I grew up in Florida, so. We didn't call them funeral potatoes. It wasn't a Mormon thing. It was just what my mom made. And they're delicious. And then here they're called funeral potatoes. But, like, that's my favorite. It's my mom makes it for all the holidays. And it's, like, the first thing I thought of when I think of potatoes. When we were going, when I was, like, coming up with ideas for icebreakers, like, how do we, you know, ask people to share something Idaho? I felt like um, from Forrest Gump when he started naming all the different types of shrimp. Oh, yeah. thinking about all the different types of potatoes that they're already eating. Okay, I have to add another type of potato then. Um, so I'm going to go with, since I'm going to give you the free normal potatoes. Okay. Um, we are, I'm going to go with, I've got an industrial French fry cutter. No, no joke. Legit, legit beast. And um, we go to Grace, Idaho about every year and get a 50-pound bag of russets and uh, from Stoddard Farms. All right. And That's those a good are answer. dang good. Yeah, dang good homemade French fries. That's a really, I really good I forgot about those. No, you know I where the to... office is, so uh, oh. <laughs> feel free to swing by. That sounds good. And recently, I've gotten into um, those fingerling potatoes, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. roast them in the oven. Those mm-hmm. are yum. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about potatoes all yes. day. <laughs> this is Which Idaho. It really is. <laughs> Idaho Democratic Potato Podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. I just ripped off the mic. Okay. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to block my view of Cindy, so I'm trying to... Like... <laughs> I want to be able to see you the whole so time. So good to be here with you, my dear. I know. We're so excited to have you guys here today. Um, we wanted to bring you both because we think you're great. Um, I don't want to say representatives, but just two, the two, first two people I thought of when I thought of LDS Dems in Idaho um, and just doing really great things within that community. So we're very, very lucky to have you on today and to talk a little bit about your experience as LDS Dems and what that's been like for you in your political careers. So 
Um, I guess we can start by you both just telling us how long you've been a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what your journey has been with the church. Are you a convert? Are you a lifelong member? And either of you can start whenever you'd like. Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in. I um, yeah, was born a member of the church, actually in Utah. I uh, moved here when I was six. And um, and yeah, I think uh, I like to think, though, that, you know, I've had, had different experiences throughout my membership of the church. And um, and yeah, still very much. Uh, it's an active part of my life um, here. And um, and so, I would yeah, I'd say I went on a mission a little late. Traditionally, you go on your mission at that time. It was 19. Um, I took a little bit extra year. I guess it took a gap year, <laughs> um, but you know, had to really decide it was it was for me. Got to do that, um, and so yeah, it's it's a it's a. Where'd you go on your life. mission? Went to New Jersey. Nice. Yeah. Not, I don't um, hear that one very often. I didn't know where it was, like in the Northeast, <laughs> when I got the call. But That's yeah, funny. it's uh, very cool. Um, Interesting. It, you know, growing up in the West and being able to go out there and see the diversity and all mm-hmm. the different people is amazing. Yeah, New Jersey is pretty different from Utah, I gotta say. (laughs) Cindy, what about you? My family um, actually came across the plains many, many years ago. I have a great, 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 great grandmother. Pioneer blood. Yes, we have her journal. Um, That is so cool. pretty special, and she had tremendous difficulties. And every time I think things are hard, I just think about her life and how she overcame so many things. So I was raised LDS. I, for a short time, was out of the church and made a decision to come back and uh, was rebaptized. And my faith is very important to me. I am frustrated sometimes when people think that I cannot be an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I was confronted with that across the state last summer and it puzzles me I don't understand it Um, I feel like if you want to be involved in an organization that cares about people that works to share resources with others who may not have what you have who treats others with kindness and respect this is where it's at and it's certainly not being promoted in some other areas of our nation right now. And so I really am proud of my membership here with the Democratic Party in Idaho. And I'm also very thankful for my faith and what that means to me. Well, we're, we're really lucky to have both of you um, as members of the party and to represent that community as well. Um, because we know it, it can seem underrepresented, and it is largely. There aren't most people you meet are who are LDS are not Democrats. What does it feel like to you to be an LDS Democrat? And what are some of the experiences, I guess, that come with that? Yeah, it feels like I've unlocked something that maybe a lot of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints haven't yet. And that's that gospel principles can be found in all parties, mm-hmm. platforms. And, so, and that's right over the pulpit each election year. And, you know, I think that... Um, you know, it's it's kind of liberating to understand. Like, there's not no, there isn't a perfect party, um, but when you look at issues, and when I talk to individuals about issues, they lean progressive, especially the issues in, in the state that 
that our Democratic Party is so focused on and, and fighting for, but it's just that label. And I think that um, being able to, I feel like I've just unlocked that and realized there's more than just you know a single issue or a party label. There's a lot of really good work going on by Democrats, and um, being able to share that is really fun. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've enjoyed about being kind of more outspoken as a Latter-day Saint Democrat, because um, it is a little bit, people are like, wait, what? Like, they wait, do a double what? take. Like, <laughs> and, um, and then you start talking about it, and, and they understand. I've had, even had that you know, in my in-laws family you know, coming into a conservative family and, and seeing that change dramatically, that reaction over the past few years where they're very proud supporters of Cindy last election. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> you know, and so I think that just seeing that they're actually, um, I think by kind of lifting up my voice, they're like, oh, wait, yeah, there are issues that are really important to me that aren't being taken care of right now, but these candidates over here are. So, yeah, I guess touching on that, Jordan, um, and Cindy, too, when did you become Democrats? Um, were you raised Democrats? Did you become Democrats? You know, was there a, was there a turning point um, in your life that you decided you were going to be one? Or has it just kind of been something that's always been been you? Yeah, I love telling this story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, my parents were a little bit uh, more Democrat. My grandpa actually served in the state Senate for five terms as a Republican from Caribou County. Um, so pretty conservative. And uh, I, didn't I, I didn't know, know it either. Oh. I was next door. <laughs> <laughs> I know we um, and um, and so I think I kind of got into politics through that, right? And then it wasn't actually until I was unaffiliated coming out of high school, just kind of you know middle of the road, whatever. Um, but when I came back from my mission in 2010, uh, my grandpa had formed a Republicans for All Red group. Uh, Keith Allred was running on the gubernatorial ticket for the Democratic oh. Party. And I just jumped right into that. And I love knocking doors on my mission. So it was perfect. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And when I saw how, you know, how I love that campaign, I think the world of Keith and everything that he's doing now, even doing really cool work. And when I saw how, you know, badly he lost, really. I was blown away, and uh, and I realized I need to get involved and and try to, you know, try to stem this because we're missing out. Idaho's missing out, and so that's when I that's when I registered as a Democrat. Actually, because I decided to wow. you know become a Democrat. And you are such a good example for all of us. Oh, <laughs> I was raised in a Republican home. My parents were precinct committee people for the Republican Party in Franklin County, right next door to Caribou. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, my brother and my brother-in-law and my sister, um, they were county chair people until last year. <laughs> but in college, I came up to, Boy I had gone to um, Rick's at the time and graduated there and went to BYU a semester and then came back to Boise State. And while at Boise State, I was a member of the Young Republicans. And I was sponsored by the elder Bob Geddes, who was in the legislature. Um, you might know his son, Bobby. I call him Bobby Geddes because he's the son. And he was um, he's in the Senate. Senate, yeah. Senate pro tem. Anyway, as I was teaching, I was very careful to be nonpartisan in my classroom and just try to get students to think about both sides of the issue. If, you know, they came in touting Republican ideas, I challenged them. If they came in touting Democratic ideas, I challenged them just to think for themselves and provide evidence of why they believed what they did. 
so I stayed very nonpartisan. Um, but in education, always tended to lean left because traditionally the Democratic Party has supported education issues over the years. And in 2012, when we went out and were fighting against the props one, two, and three, I got very involved in that and started um, really identifying more as a Democrat. And then in, I think it was 2015, when I actually registered as a Democrat and then um, was invited to serve on the Board of Correction for Idaho okay. as a Democrat at that time and since have proudly sported that label. Do you have any friends or family who, as they've associated with you, have grown to lean more left? <laughs> like you've seen them kind of transform oh, yeah. from one side. Yes, I had yes, several yes. roommates <laughs> who I watched turn into liberal feminists from living with me. <laughs> so I know that's a thing. And I was yeah, curious if you had experienced that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. My campaign bookkeeper last year and dear, dear friend is an avid Republican. And I remember the first time she walked into the Democratic office, um, we had to take a picture to send to her husband. And I think he put it up in Sunday school class and <laughs> was oh. talking about it there, how you can you can be a Democrat and still be a member of the <laughs> church. But um, she said, wow, I've met so many uh, really great, passionate Democrats who believe in what they're doing. She said, I've, I've learned a lot. And I found that over my, especially these last few years, you know, as I've identified more um, good friends that I have. Um, when we talk about immigration issues and border issues, I'm always pleasantly surprised at the agreement they have with me and the values that we carry as a party. And so one of the things I really want to encourage members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to do is speak up <laughs> don't sit there silent in your meetings and so many people will identify with you and what you believe and be engaged and informed and know what you're talking about because if you can um, present yourself and your views in a very articulate way people will listen and oftentimes hearts will be softened and people will make changes do you find that when you do speak out in sunday school or relief society or whatever it might be um, that people come up to you later and say, I really, I love what you said. I really agreed. Do you see that often? Or, Well, let me tell you a story about this friend I have that was my bookkeeper because her husband was teaching Sunday school and he seriously put her picture up on the wall and said, look, this is my wife. And she, here she is hanging out with Democrats. And he said, but she's <laughs> doing it for a really good reason. She's supporting Cindy, da, 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 da. And after that class, I don't know how many people came up to him and her and said, oh, Cindy's running. We support it. Give us a yard sign. Let us know what's happening. And so I mm -hmm. think that was a positive thing that he wasn't afraid to bring it up. And then other people realize, oh, let's jump on. So it just takes one person to, to say something. And Yes. And I think we have to be a little bit careful about that. And this is something I found in my classroom too. If someone isn't really interested in a genuine discussion, I don't bring things up mm -hmm. because some of these views and values are really sacred to me. And I don't want them to be demeaned by people who just want to tout their viewpoint and aren't interested in listening to mine. So I'm pretty careful about how I present that and with whom I speak about it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I like to say, lift up your voice, you know. Um, and you don't have to do it, you know, really, um, you know, where people may not even realize that, you know, that, that you're saying like, 
democratic principles, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, just in, in ways that you talk about uh, how you're involved in the community and how you feel the community should uh, support one another and things like that. You, people come out of the woodwork. We have our own little, uh, within my ward, the congregation that I'm in now that uh, we have several of us that get together somewhat regularly and we're the little, you know, progressives <laughs> in the ward uh, group. And um, there's a lot of people that are in the middle that are also connected to us through those things and we have fun conversations. Then, you know, they're not full Democrats, but they right. know because we've shared some of these things that are personal to us. Um, I'd also say that sometimes it's easy uh, just culturally to see think politics is black and white and it's, you know, con- yeah. tr- culturally we're Republican um, or, or whatnot. And so for those folks, it can be a little bit of a shock and it can be harder. And sometimes you have things come up in church or elsewhere yeah. that uh, comments that are made. And, and I've had experiences where I've, uh, you know, we had a leader that was uh, speaking from the pulpit and said something that I felt like, uh, you know, as a Democrat uh, wasn't appropriate. And I right there from the, the pews, I shot him an email and I got an email that night like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't think about that. And, uh, you know, I think that those kinds of things just and not every one of those kinds of experiences can probably go that well. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to lift up your voice. And by doing that, I've been able to meet a lot of really great people and build that community and, and get people more interested in looking at Democrats. May I add something to that? Yeah, too, totally. Yeah. So it's really important for us to um, hang out with and be friends with people who have different opinions than we do. I would say the majority of my dearest, closest friends are probably Republicans. And I like it when we start talking about current issues and national issues because we're in a search for truth. We're discussing our viewpoints and we're searching for what's right. I had an experience last summer though that I wanted to just throw out there. Yeah. I was in Idaho Falls at a little meet and greet at a cafe there. We were talking, I can't even remember what the issue was, but I specifically remember that uh, there was a man there and he said, well, if it weren't for all the Mormons around here, we could, da, 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 I can't remember what it was. And I looked at him and I said, wait a minute. I (laughs) am Mormon (laughs) and I follow your viewpoint. So be careful when you start to label people, they all think this or they'll think that. Mm -hmm. That's not true and that's not true of every group of people. We have to be really careful about making those kind of generalized statements and and just be more, um, I think be cautious in um, how we speak to one another and making those kind of references. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, you know, stereotyping that There is a a large group that kind of is voting in block, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily Republicans, just means they haven't been brought over the Democratic side yet. Um, (laughs) And, you know, viewing it in that regard as they just don't know that, you know, the issues that are important to us and, and yeah, don't alienate that group because there are a lot that are just waiting to turn and we've seen them in just Mm -hmm. our, you know, personal relationships. Or they just haven't heard a perspective that rings true to them. They hear... Um, a generalized um, caricature idea of what mm-hmm. Democrats believe and teach and preach and so to speak and um, and all it takes is one person that they trust to be an example and then they all of a sudden it can click um, exactly and it, and it really is one of those things that you know I say it's kind of cultural because there is a deep history in Idaho 
you know, in terms of when when things kind of shifted. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, the mm-hmm. original Idaho days, um, members of the church were Democrats. Yes. Uh, but you know, you had you know the John Birch Society. That was really kind of a big thing. Um, and I love there's an author of a book. Uh, his name's Grant Hansen. He's not the congressman Grant Hansen that um, I think got charged <laughs> with federal crimes. Um, that was George. That was, oh, George Hansen. Yeah, that's right. Grant Hansen. Uh, the, he wrote a book called Swimming Upstream, The Education of a Mormon Democrat. And he grew up in a Twin Falls home in John Birch Society you know, type uh, family. And he went to Brigham Young University. And he, there he studied with Hugh Nibley, who was oh. a little bit to the left. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, his perspective changed. And that's what I think a lot of members of the church in Idaho really just haven't been exposed mm-hmm. uh, to understanding that, that true principle, that gospel principles are, can be found in all the platforms of the major parties. Yeah. So, uh, you know, seeing those kinds of things can kind of close that off. And I think, yeah, just be open, just realize, oh, they just may not have heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like yeah. anything. Um, make relationships. Get out and talk to people. Don't be afraid of someone because they're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Because we know that once they hear the truth that we're preaching here at the Democratic Party, <laughs> they right. will understand where we're coming from yeah. and be more interested in learning more about that. Speaking of gospel principles, um, I am interested to hear what principles that actually are more progressive-minded than conservative in a lot of cases. Um, if you, And... I'm sure there are plenty, but whatever comes to your mind first, things that are taught um, in the gospel of the church that are actually more progressive than people might realize. Cindy kind of alluded to it earlier in in mentioning uh, taking care of others. You know, uh, we believe that Christ taught, you know, that, um, you know, in as much as you do it unto the least of these, those that are hungry, naked, lost right um that you're doing it unto him right and so i think that's that's deeply ingrained in me and i see um you know the democratic party is interested in providing a hand up to those that do need that uh to be able to to find their self-reliance and so i think that you know um that's a really deep thing for i think me in terms of feeling um you know as a liberal feeling like you know we have that we should want to be able to to bring those up um, bring those folks up. And I think in specific issues, you know, so that's a general, right, kind of mm-hmm. value. Um, but, you know, in specific issues, that, that goes to the issue of immigration. Um, mm-hmm. And the church has put out repeated statements on you know, the state of immigration in this country and how it should be handled compassionately and really that we mm-hmm. should be providing opportunities th- for those that are here. And, you know, we're not seeing that from the Republican Party. We're seeing that from the Democratic Party. Um, but all kinds of issues, stewardship. Yes, of stewardship our, of is the, a big one. Yeah, of the planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may huge. I talk about another um, one that I think is really important to mention that a lot of people don't know about? So every month I fill out my, well, I do it online now, but I pay my tithing, which is ten percent, and then I pay a fast offering, which goes to help people locally that are in need of help, and our local leaders um, are responsible for distributing that. And in addition to that, I contribute to the Humanitarian Fund, and that's an international fund. And I get choked up talking about it because it's so special to me that 
Um, this money goes to help people all over the world who have experienced hardship through natural disasters or poverty, finding clean water. The church uh, every twice a year gives a report on what the humanitarian work has been for that year. And they spent, I think, I can't remember the exact amount. For some reason, 600 million is coming to me was the report last time, but I might be wrong on that. But it's a tremendous amount of money that goes, all of it goes to assisting people. Um, and some of it's in the US, but some of it's uh, internationally to assisting people who have been um, in a natural disaster or just in lifting their way of life. The other thing we can um, donate to, and I haven't done a lot of this, but there's a perpetual education fund which goes to helping people in, in third world countries to go to college and get an education. And we all contribute to that to help lift them from that. And when they are called on missions, that helps them to see um, how they can get their family out of poverty and, uh, again, education opportunities for them. So there are many ways that we can donate and that the church matches these uh, this money to help people who are in need like Jordan was talking about. Yeah, I also, you know, in Idaho... Um, Idahoans have repeatedly shown how important education is and that's a really big thing also in our you know in our church really teaches that you know that's you can't take your riches with you after this life but <laughs> you can take what you've learned and so um, you know and and creating you know giving proper education to our school kids and and in turn them getting those uh, being able to have opportunities later in life is really important and that's you repeatedly see these communities especially um, you know, um, those that are members of the church kind of heavily communities passing levies to subsidize, you know, their, their schools cause the state's not, and the state's not properly funding them. And so that's a, that's a big issue too. And, mm -hmm. and you look at the BYU's Rick's now mm -hmm. BYU Idaho, um, is large, very big. Mm -hmm. BYU Idaho is huge. And, um, that's Lindsay where I knows. went to school. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that focus, grown. I mean, that, that's a big, um, a big focus too. What are some quotes, talks, or scriptures that stick out to you as um, really confirming and making you feel like this, what I believe is right as far as your uh, political um, affiliation and the party that you associate with as that line up with your democratic beliefs? Um, One of the ones that I really like, and there's actually audio recording of this, uh, comes from Gordon B. Hinckley, who was the prophet of the church, kind of my teenage years, and I kind of grew up with, with him. In the 90s. And yeah, yeah, and millennial, you know, 2000s. old millennial. And um, and he was actually at a, I think it was National Press Club or something, being interviewed. And it was in D.C., and so they were kind of, they kind of asked him the political question, like, you know, with the church being so Republican, like how do you, you know, work with like a democratic presidency or something to that effect, totally butchering the question, but something to that effect. And, um, you know, he just kind of goes off to say, whoa, whoa, like, um, we've got lots of Democrats in the church, lots of them, and they are good people. And that's a direct quote. And just the way that he said it, it was just so loving. And I was like, yeah, we are really good. We are good people. And there is lots of us. Wait, what? Yeah. I need to find them all. Um, it was very validating yeah, to hear that. Yeah. And then uh, more recently, um, one of the counselors to the to the president of the church, to the prophet um, at the time, uh, President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, um, was speaking in, a, in our general conference that happens twice a year. And uh, he said, 
as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are united in our testimony, the restored gospel, and our commitment to keep God's commandments, but we're diverse in our cultural, social, and political preferences. And when I heard that, I shot up too. Um, you know, because it's just affirmation that, you know, these are from leaders of our church who are just normal people like us, um, but affirmation that, you know, we're not just all on the same, you know, bandwagon together, train yeah. or whatever um, metaphor that, you know, we do it and it's okay to have those diverse opinions. Hey Idaho Dems, it's Lindsay here. Just wanted to let you know that by donating just $5 or more a month, you can join our Dem Club. Dem Club stands for Donate Every Month and members get exclusive discounts to IDP events, a VIP tickets to our annual Frank and Bethine Church Gala, a membership card, and your donation will go directly toward helping elect Idaho Democrats. And it also goes toward helping to fund this podcast. So whether you want to join Dem Club or just make a one-time donation, either is great. You can go to idahodems.org slash idpod and make a donation. That's idahodems.org slash idpod. Thank you for your contribution and thank you for listening to the podcast. I kind of want to take a spin on things and and Jordan, I don't mean to cut you out here, but I, I really want to talk about last year, Cindy, if, if you're okay with that. I know. I, I, know it's, I know it's a tough conversation, but, um, you know. It's you, okay. We'll be gentle. You, you, came, you came close. You came, you came so close. You got the most votes a Democrat's ever gotten in the state of Idaho. Um, you know, you, you outperformed every Democrat in almost every county in the state. Um, I'm just curious, you know, let, let talk about that a little bit. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm from Lewiston and you're from... The, the prairie up uh, just actually I'm from Orofino 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 it's not Jesse. in the prairie I'm sorry I'm sorry it's in my neighborhood <laughs> called out we can start that over uh. <laughs> no but it is the same neighborhood but up, up in, in fact let's talk about that my stake that um, how do we say it's not it's a, a group of congregations okay. thanks Lindsay You're a group welcome. of congregation our stake leadership is in Lewiston so I was in sure. Lewiston all the time for you know um, church business so so, obviously, the prairie is not not the same as Weipe and headquarters and everything near Orfino, but it's still it's very rural comparatively to where we are right now. Um, it's a different conversation that you have when you're campaigning in that type of uh, in that part of the state. And so, I'm just curious how you think we as Democrats moving forward maintain a conversation and continue to have a conversation with voters in places like Orfino. I'm sure you probably saw. The first people you've ever seen in years have a yard sign for a Democratic candidate in their yard for you. And, you know, I, I can name people in neighborhoods around Lewiston that had yard signs for me when I was running for city council up there that was probably the first Democratic or Democratic leading candidate that they'd had ever. So I'm just curious. That's it's such a different conversation than we have here in the Treasure Valley. But what do you think we can do as a party moving forward to have those conversations that work for Ada County and Canyon County and Lewis County and Clearwater County? Um, I'm just curious to hear because you, you you've done it. Oh, Jesse, that this is a story for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was just in Orofino last weekend for Lumberjack Days, and I was talking to someone there, and it seems like everyone was talking about the campaign and how they had put their yard sign up, and it was the first time they'd had a Democrat mm -hmm. in their yard. Anyway, um, my heart is in the rural communities. Sure. Yeah. Um, I taught for four years in Pierce and, oh gosh, over 20 in Orofino, and then I taught in Shelley, and I grew up in Preston, and I've only been in the Treasure Valley for 12 years, yeah. but 
I want children everywhere. I want people who suffer from poverty or lack of education. I want people everywhere to have the same opportunity that is guaranteed in the Idaho Constitution. And when we share that, I think just very sincerely with people, mm-hmm. then they trust us. But you have to go in and understand what that means. We used to make fun of people who lived here and called this the state of Ada. Um, my family always felt like Ada County got everything, and that's how people feel across the state. Mm-hmm. But when you go out into Weipe and Pierce, and you go up to Bonner's Ferry, and you see the economy, and you see what's happening to the schools, and you go to St. Mary's, and they're still in a school that's over 100 years old, mm-hmm. then you want to take that story to the legislature. You want to take that story to the governor's office, and you want to say to everybody, we don't move forward. If you haven't done it unto the least of these, you have not done it. Sure. And we cannot make decisions without considering how that affects our brothers and sisters who live in these areas, who whose families homesteaded in these areas. And I think telling that story and being very honest and sincere about it, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think it's just, I mean, as somebody who grew up in Northern Idaho, you know, I didn't grow, grow up in Ada County, um, neither did you. And, you know, it's one of those, there's school districts surrounding Lewiston. Lewiston is, is a lucky school district for sure, yeah. but there's school districts surrounding that, like Troy, that had to cut extracurricular activities because they couldn't pass a, a levy. You know, that, that kind of stuff just isn't fair, but it, that kind of stuff, you never have to run in those problems really down here in Ada County. I mean, no. you run a levy and you're probably going to pass it, but we just passed a school bond in Lewiston um, for the first time since 19, since the early 1920s in 2017. You know, it's one of those, even in the bigger communities per se, mm-hmm. in rural Idaho, it's still, it's still tough sledding. And so yeah. I think you're totally right, though, that that is just, it's about us being honest and sincere with, yeah. with each other because... Uh, you shouldn't, your zip code shouldn't depend, you know, your education shouldn't yes. depend on the zip code that you live in, right? Yes, that's my you know? favorite line. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. So, you're right. Yeah. And so my next question is those people that put up those yard signs, um, should they keep them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. I already hung yours in my garage. He's keeping it. Just in case. I got it hung up on my garage you, wall. You've you got some time to think. Mm-hmm. 2022's it's not that far I away, but it's, but it's kind of far away. And I was really sad about that. <laughs> Weren't those great? My, <laughs> my brother-in-law, who used to be the chairman of the Republicans in Franklin County, created those. Oh, well, I didn't get one, and I was really sad. We'll Need get you some one. memorabilia from that <laughs> campaign. Just something. No, and I just, I really want to take a minute to tell all of you um, here how much I appreciated your support. Oh my goodness, I don't know what I was thinking last year. <laughs> I guess I, kn- I guess what I was thinking was. Um, someone needs to run. <laughs> we need to we need to do something about education in this state. And I was so concerned about the fact that we didn't have a challenge. So anyway, I want to thank everybody because that was a huge learning curve for me. Even having a political science degree and having taught government for 33 years, it was still a huge learning curve. So actually, I want to thank every single person who came out and supported us or put up a yard sign or wore a shirt 
or who voted because that really means a lot i think the biggest thank you is to you for yeah. for doing it that uh really? yeah it's it's not an easy task especially a statewide you know and you you left your job and you you know were so committed to doing that for so many years and you know worked your did tail end grace. off and you know you, you did it with grace and you know you you might have fallen a little short but you still you know you made a difference Emphasis in a lot on of the our word hearts little <laughs> yeah, very 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 close nothing you know. to be ashamed or disappointed not about, at all at all i wanted to talk a little bit about the lds dems talk caucus um, oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah um just tell us a little bit about the caucus what you've been up to how to get people involved uh and you mentioned that um you're getting ready to do some training right yeah so, yeah. yeah so the uh it. yeah latter state latter-day saint dems um, we have a, we're actually an official caucus of the state uh, party, that a Democratic Party, and there's actually a uh, Latter-day Saint Democrats of America organization. Uh, Choose the left. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> on their website. Got all kinds of fun little uh, super bumper stickers and stuff. Um, and yeah, there's a Utah LDS Dems caucus as well, and there's some smaller regional groups throughout the, the country too. Uh, but yeah, we, um, we kind of formed out of the Actually, it was a, it, the mo- the movement. The group was called Mormons for Obama. It mm. was in 2012 because you know we had to have a place to be able to to talk amongst each other because Mitt Romney was the nominee, right? And as a fellow member of the church, uh, was pretty popular. And so uh, we realized, well, there's a lot of people, a lot of us out there. We should create this this group. So um, so yeah, Latter Day Saint Democrats of Idaho. Uh, we have yeah over 100 members. Like, just wow. in the Boise area in terms of uh, those that have found us. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's usually just through social media. And um, we have dozens, even in eastern Idaho um, They're as out well. there. They're out there, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, yeah. and uh, but in terms, you know, we'll, we'll do activities here in Boise since we have kind of a, a group. Um, and so we, I, I think one of the biggest things that we, uh, our mission really is to get uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to uh, vote for Democrats and maybe even get involved in the Democratic Party. So, you know, what we do a lot of is on social media sharing, you know, these issues that are important to us and, and how they connect. Um, you and know, to eventually run for office. If, yeah. If they yeah. We love, we love um, that as well. And I think that's actually a big thing. You know, we've had a lot of... Um, Democrats that have been yeah. Latter-day Saints run, you know, yes. Cindy. Uh, we haven't had one serve in the legislature for, I think, one or maybe two uh, And sessions. we just had Roy Travis Lacey. Oler announce his candidacy for yes. Senate. He's also LDS out in Shelley. I Very excited that. about fantastic. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we've had. Announced on Friday. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, Richard Stallings is, is mm-hmm. still around, and he was a, a great congressman. Um, so, you know, there are just a lot. When people run for office, too, they're like, oh, wait, what? And I think, so, you know, Cindy running for office, that was huge. Right. Um, I know the neighbors of my in-laws that uh, were were blown away, you know, like, wait, what? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we're able to vote for Democrats. So, um, and our, our good friend, AJ Blukoff, too. Oh, oh yeah. How could we forget AJ? Absolutely. <laughs> good yeah. friend all Patron of us. Saints. For yeah, sure. Thank you, yes. AJ, for everything that yes. he's done. Um, yes. uh, yeah. And he's, he's hosted some of our Latter-day, um, Latter-day Saint Democrat. Well, and let's not forget Randy Furness. Yeah. Randy Furness, who worked for Frank Church for many years. Uh-huh. He's a, um, a good member of our caucus as yeah. well. And he ran for Star City yes, Council a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Now lives in Meridian. Yeah. Great support. Um, 
great there's support for sure. Travis Manning. Yes. Caldwell yeah. Travis. School District. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just a lot more, obviously, outside the Treasure yeah, Valley, sure. too. Shout but um, so, you know, one of the things with, with our caucus that we really want to do is continue to build that, um, those people that start to realize, oh, wait, you know, politics isn't so black and white. And, oh, wait, these issues are not getting taken care of. And realize, oh, there's these these folks. Um, Bert and, Marley as well. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> another one. We need to start at Google. Doc. I know. Uh, so all the top folks. Because they yeah. just, you know, it's yeah. hard to remember. <laughs> they're the they're biggest names. names. There's yeah. a lot of them. That's, you know, yeah. that's actually, I think, a, a big point. That's kind that of why, you know, well, there are even, a lot of them. Even in this county, in Ada County, you know, I'm, I serve as the Legislative District 18 chair. And uh, then you have Colin Nash, who did run uh, for legislature, yes. and he's yeah. the Legislative District 16 chair and uh, yeah you know we're totally involved and and maybe it's because you know we we need to get the word out that we get really involved or something yeah but, well but and I would also oh excuse me I didn't mean to interrupt you Jordan, no. but I just wanted to say these aren't people who aren't completely committed to the church either mm-hmm. AJ right. was a, in a state presidency Bert Marley was the bishop of his word these are people that have been devout. active and devout sure. and their faith is important to them and they still and they they still they believe in the principles <laughs> of both of their faith and then also the party and yeah. um i think that's important to keep in mind as well totally yeah, yeah and so with the the caucus uh, one of the things that we've been able to kind of put together is a, a training for candidates and so you know candidates that are running especially in areas like eastern idaho just how cindy alluding to you know how you you talk to rural voters well how do you how do you talk to latter-day saint voters um because you got to flip that switch right because they see the the, mm-hmm. the letter d after mm-hmm. your name and it's like ah. but um but if you can share with them you know the the issues that our party is supporting in a certain way they're more open to hearing yes. and, and they realize, wow, yeah, they're the ones that are committed to these issues that are important to me, like, whoa, and, and they'll listen. So we want to we want to help candidates um, to be able to, to um, speak to uh, members of the church. And so that's one thing that we're open to. Anyone can reach out to us about that. Um, and just in general, anyone that wants to get involved or, you know, just follow us, whatever. Uh, you can find out more information at lvsdems.org slash Idaho. And um, you can poke around that site. There's some good stuff in there. But that's our kind of landing page where there's a join form for anyone that wants to get on our email list or get involved um, and a little bit more information about us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Thank thanks you. for thanks for everything you do. That's a it's a thankless job to be a to be yeah. the, the head of a caucus you know so thank you for doing that you meet a lot of really awesome people like cindy that's how we met we <laughs> yeah, met uh is. jerry sturgill was running member of the mm-hmm. church a bishop at the time yes, right and um and he was running for congress and you put together a little thing and and we got together at your house and yeah, yes and history. if i may just say something about jordan of course i this think is... uh, i think i gotta get going <laughs> uh this is a man who um, walks the walk you know he doesn't just talk about getting involved if there is door knocking that needs done if there's canvassing of any kind if there's organizing if there's you know outreach Jordan is first to volunteer and for me he's an inspiration and also a great example of how to make that happen and I think you should be recognized for that my friend Thank you. I like to be actively engaged in a good cause. So. <laughs> Anxiously engaged. You no, are. Oh, I butchered that. Anxiously. Yep. <laughs> Me getting the reference Thanks, right. Lindsay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank
thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today we really appreciate it this was really fun and hope we can do it again Sometime. love it thank you Thanks, thank guys. you for everything you do for all of us in the state thank, thank you. you so much thank you cindy